0: downloads of this show are available
1: on podomatic.com and the podomatic mobile app hey hey it's dr lisa and it's time for dr lisa gives a shit i give a shit how you doing today it's cold out there right uh, anyway, uh, if there's anybody who's working for the government, uh, you know, I'm from a family of government workers. My father was an architect for HUD. My mother worked for Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. My brother just retired, and he was Social Security, aunts, uncles, everyone. So uh, I'm sorry. It's upsetting to all. We're all, we, we're all in solidarity with you on getting fucked by uh, the government. And uh, you know, especially tomorrow is going to suck because you're not going to if you don't get a paycheck. But then I started thinking about how hardly anyone I know actually does get a regular paycheck. But anyway, you guys work really hard, and uh, you know, you're you're you know, we we care about you. And uh, so, if anybody happens to hear this, that uh, I'm he- I'm here for you, and uh, I I wish I could do more, but. Uh, It'll get resolved. Um, hope it will get resolved. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know that. It's just like right now, it's aggravating. Speaking of aggravating. Uh, so, anyway, thanks for listening. You know, I'm Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa gives a shit every Thursday, two to three. And my Instagram handle is Dr. Dr. Lisa Levy, L E B Y S P. I have a uh, special guest on today. Somebody that I met on the street that I don't really know, and I think this will make it extra exciting. But I I invited this uh, very outspoken and energetic, and uh, n- you know uh, I have a good vibe about him, or I would never have invited him on. But Daniel Christensen. That's Chrisman. 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 Yeah. Oh, I got it in my head. With two ends. Uh, on the end there, and he is running for public advocate. So we're going to get to him in a minute, but I also want to give a shout-out to um, this art opening that's happening Sunday night, six sun, Saturday night. What the fuck is wrong with me? Six to nine. I got your name wrong, and then I got thrown off. Six to nine. Anyway, um, it's at Postmasters Gallery, which is at 54 Franklin Street. In Manhattan. It's a great gallery and these two really special artists are a married couple. Stop cracking your knuckles, Daniel, I can hear that. Jen Catron and Paul Outlaw are having an opening that's six to nine um on uh fifty four Franklin Street. And uh, it's Saturday, January 12th, and um, their their work is really, it's really fun, and it's really original, and they're this amazing couple. I, I haven't, I mean, I've got so many superlatives, but uh, I'll put a post on my page. Just come check it out, say hi. It's going to be really fun. So Daniel Christensen, Daniel, see I've got this metal block already, Daniel Chrisman, yes, Chrisman, yes. Daniel Chrisman. First of all, the one thing I want you all to know that Daniel Chrisman has been uh, soliciting signatures all week, and he has no voice. Gone, gone, which is really um, uh, I, I, amusing, ironic. <laughs> um, thank you for. It's coming. a fun way to
0: do a radio show.
1: Well, I appreciate you making making. I you know that's a guy's. De- this guy's dedicated. He doesn't give a fuck. He's getting his message out. And uh, we love that, right? You know, you're you're driven to do this, aren't you, Daniel?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you also gave me a pretty good segue. Yeah. yeah. With uh, the government shutdown. Yeah. And it's like, so we're we're in this world where the government is doing something, right? Or society and the government and our interaction with society and government are at a crossroads. And we are constantly retreating back to the way it was.
1: Huh. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, we just want the government back up and running and you want the HUD people to get their paychecks back. Understandably, if I work for HUD, I want my paycheck back too. But the people that are in the buildings, are we going to evict them? No. They still have their apartment, right? Right. So think about all the money that is going to be owed to HUD or owed to the landlords who own those buildings. Because more often than not, private owners own those buildings.
1: Okay, well, here's he, private owners. Okay, but here's the thing. The way that I – and you, you're you the expert. I am not. But you, even though my father worked for HUD, that was – I long might ago. not be the expert. He knows, that was a long time ago. But anyway, so the thing is, is that the way that I understand it is that they don't get the money now, but they will get back pay.
0: Yeah, they're on furlough, but the way I see it is – so I think one of the major things that got me in politics was – 9 11, I guess everyone was in shock. Mm-hmm. But walking over the bridge when all the cops and all the ambulances and all the firefighters were down at 9 11, and there was a million of us walking over the Queensboro Bridge, the tranquility amongst just the people was the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The night of the blackout. Oh, we can't, we need police, we need government, we need laws. If you were around long enough to be here, In 2003, the night of the blackout, it was the most harmonious, most fun night in the history of New York City. Mm -hmm.
1: So you're talking about human nature.
0: Yeah, that's what needs to be promoted.
1: And what what, what aspect of human nature? Like, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, I think, like, my main thing is, that's the way it is, seems to be the common response when we run up against things that we gripe about. We don't mind griping about it. And then we don't mind saying that's the way it is. When someone says to me that's the way it is, it absolutely irks me. Mm -hmm. It sends me off into another world. Mm -hmm. Why are we that submissive? That we're okay with that's the way it is. Somebody tells me that that's the way it is, I feel like I'm being abused. Mm -hmm. So that's my main push is we got to be willing. Maybe the things that we're dealing with are perfectly acceptable. Maybe... Maybe it is, but we have to be willing to when we're confronted with that's the way it is to be like fuck that. That's not the way it has to be. So, are you
1: frustrated by people's inactions constantly? Their
0: their level of submission, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, do you, so. You think? Well, you're obviously doing You know, you're taking. So you're taking charge.
0: I'm taking charge, but e- even I know that my condition. Leaves me to certain levels of submission that I don't like, and uh-huh. I'm fighting against it. But uh-huh. we're we're very submissive.
1: So, so did did, you, did you, you have an issue with submission from your childhood?
0: I have to ask that. That's from my, my childhood.
1: Dad. Um, like things were out were of. You, were you told what to do a lot?
0: So, mm, no.
1: I mean, you lived with your mom, right? We we already went through this. He he, his. Well, you lived with both your parents until you were 14, right? And then, um, and you have an older brother and two younger sisters. So, you know. So,
0: well- yeah. So, my mom was an operating room nurse. She worked nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad left when I was 14. I had a four year old sister, maybe five, four turning five at the time, and a 10 year old sister. Mm-hmm. And my mom worked nights and uh, she liked her boyfriends.
1: So, wow. I was the
0: only one around to babysit. I saw the lying. I saw the injustices going on, and there was nothing as a 14-year-old kid I could do about it besides raise hell in my house.
1: So did you feel that um, your, was your older brother just—were you the guy in charge? Like, in, I mean, it wasn't your older brother. I mean, by nature, it might have gone to him or it could have gone to you, you know, the taking charge of the house. Did it go to you?
0: Uh, I was always had the role of, like, let's try to be a family.
1: And your older brother, what role was he? More on his own. You know, he was on the take. He was out for himself. He was a survive. He was in. He was a conqueror. He's like I am personally going to survive. He's a
0: good. He's a good guy, but you know he he's. He had a lot. The, to do. the first son is usually like a conqueror. Uh huh. The second son is usually like mid level management.
1: Well, you were also close to your sisters. In age, closer. How Close. much older is your brother than you? Four years. Yeah, so you were closer to your sisters. Did you feel like you wanted to take care of them?
0: If you had a four-year-old sister, would you want to take care of her?
1: Well, uh, this is not about me. <laughs>
0: really, you wouldn't?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, of course. Um, well, I mean, there's different levels. So you're of a
0: 15-year-old sister. kid, and you have a five-year-old yeah, of sister. Course.
1: Yeah, so you felt... You, you don't love anybody you,
0: more in the world than your five-year-old sister.
1: Okay, I could see it. So yeah. you really felt like you wanted to take... You felt really...
0: It was, a, it was a pleasure.
1: Were you guys really close? Yeah, we still are. Yeah, was that yeah. really... Was there something... That must have been Listen, think about, I'm That's so endearing. Think about this.
0: You know, everyone tells war stories. You're a 14-year-old kid. Your dad leaves. You know, he was tough. Your mom works nights. (laughs) You got the house to yourself (laughs) from 14 on. It's not so bad. Right. It's not so bad. There's always a silver lining.
1: Yeah, I guess you had a lot of freedom. Yeah. Did, uh, you know, was there any time when you really had to like, you know, like if something happened, like if um, the toilet broke or if. You know, some stranger came to the door. Were you the guy in charge? Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you have shit? Did was there shit that happened? That you'd have to deal with?
0: Um, there were a couple of boyfriends that were a little too uh a little too lowbrow to be bringing around my sisters, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. So your mom really had a lot of different boyfriends. Oh, she,
0: she was, yeah, she she was she went off.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah party aunt, your mom was a she's a
0: tough woman though I don't, I don't want to talk to you she's a tough woman i might.
1: so who so was your dad like so who 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 were you struggling against like who were you like uh, i'm not gonna i'm gonna like i picture you thinking like you you're like i'm gonna make this happen i'm gonna take charge i'm gonna do what i want to do where was was there any kind of struggle with you and your parents yeah which which one like what do you mean can you give us an
0: example? I don't think my dad fought for my family hard enough. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: He left, you know, like he moved.
1: Oh, you mean your mom was like running around, and your dad like didn't stand? No, my mom.
0: My mom was smart. She he didn't know she no. She kicked my dad out of the house first. And then got boy. Yeah, yeah. She didn't become just... a slut while she was married. Oh, she okay, had, you know, know. She's, you know,
1: I'm not. She has some slut. class. So I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I mean, you know.
0: my other friends, their moms went off, and at least she uh, said, Wait, "Get out did, of here did first. Did
1: you feel like your mom didn't stand up to your dad? That your dad didn't stand up to your mom, or what do you mean by that? Nah, they
0: were at each other's throats. It wasn't it was about just, I've never. Seen that. There
1: was no. just a lot of arguing in your house. Yeah, well, yeah. Like you think that's normal? Yeah. Hmm. That's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is that not good? Uh,
1: Well, I mean, arguing on its own isn't good, but to... Why not? Um, It depends, I think. Like, if you're angry at... Like, sometimes people have a lot of anger and they take it out on each other. You know what I mean instead of just in a destructive Indulging way
0: Indulging in your anger on your family members is not usually a nice time.
1: That's not good. I mean if you are somebody who's naturally angry and you like you and your partner wind up yelling and screaming and that's how you resolve issues or that's how you I don't connect, know anything about that. Then that's fine but but you know I mean as <coughs> In an unconscious way, anger can be like really destructive. It's very blaming. It's very outward, right? So it's putting. Yeah,
0: it out. You know what? But so if anger can be destructive, right? Or- it, 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 it can be. But w- where do you get through the pain of growing up as a kid if you don't have your family to dig your anger out on? Wrestling? Fine. What if you don't have wrestling?
1: I meant, did I mention, did I mention to my listeners that you were like um, a very uh, accomplished wrestler all through school and you got wrestling? I don't know if I mentioned that in the beginning, but like we're talking to somebody who like got scholarships, uh, scholarships.
0: recruited, not not a scholarship. That's literally, whatever. Whatever. That's a stretch.
1: You know how to wrestle. Yeah, I can.
0: (laughs) But I mean, listen. You know, like crime, right? All this stuff out there is like nonviolent criminals. Nonviolent criminals need to be let out of jail. What's wrong with smacking somebody upside the head once in a while? Seriously. Like the only thing that's horrible that you could do in society now is get into a bar fight. Selling heroin at this point is more accepted than getting into a bar fight.
1: So how is hitting somebody upside the head? Who is misbehaving going to help them particularly? Or is it the person getting to release
0: the anger? Like what the, the, the question is, is when somebody doesn't fight back, when they're the bigger man and walk away, the reason why you're the bigger man and walk away, unless it's something stupid, but if something that's like really violating your context and your 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 identity of who you are you get shaken up with that adrenaline and it goes nowhere goes nowhere Mm. what like
1: for you for you
0: no not just for me
1: you think we're all like that
0: i i to a certain degree yeah
1: i i i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with that that's okay i'm not an i mean i'm so i've never so we're
0: all okay with injustices
1: no, not at all. But we all have different ways of responding to them. I mean. And what um, if you can't? Well, if you can't, then yeah, you're fucked. But I don't. But see- shouldn't we
0: feel that viscerally that we can't respond to injustices? There's
1: always a way to respond. There's always a way to respond. We all. Have- yeah,
0: but, but- you know, this is where we get into the danger of our society. I'm not saying walk around again to a bar fight every Friday night but maybe one Friday. I'm kidding. Uh, what I'm saying is, is when we are faced with the conflict, resolving the conflict now will get us in too much trouble. When we're faced with having to turn our backs on it and constantly walking away, our evolution as humans is going to be to not feel the injustices anymore.
1: Um, and that's problematic. Okay. Well, I'm not... The thing... I mean... I'm saying, yes, if you feel angry, if you feel mistreated, you should do something about it. You need to do something about it. Or a lot of people wind up putting that anger back into themselves, which is why people get depressed and take opioids, shit like that. But I don't think necessarily we're all driven to physically – to tell you the truth, I'd rather just insult somebody than hit them. Well, yeah. come up with a good insult. Yeah, but you might. But I'm saying we're all really different. Like you're a former wrestler. You're a big person. You might you might have a lot of physical energy. You might for you. It might feel good to hit that, somebody. That's
0: a, it's that's a mislabel. I mean, if you looked at my credible record, I don't have an assault or even a harassment. I'm like, it's not like I go around. I beating people up. Need,
1: No, I'm not but, saying you do. I'm saying you may have that urge.
0: Our lack of action is what I'm trying to point out.
1: Okay, so I mean, like in an ideal <coughs> world, how, like, what do you think we? I mean, and I know we're far from an ideal world. What would you like people to do? Like, how would? What does it look like for you? Would people organize? Would people in as individuals? Like, what do you? What do you mention? Do you have anything in mind like that? That I mean, I'm just.
0: So, in an ideal world, uh, politically, or yeah,
1: and well. It, Okay, so um, you know, like let's say the government shutdown, do you have anything beautiful? Okay, well-
0: beautiful is the most beautiful thing ever. Okay, so what do you do think- you like Donald Trump? No, okay, so aren't you glad 270 billion dollars might not go to him? Wouldn't you prefer that?: Yeah, okay, so what's the problem with the government shutdown?
1: But what about all the people? You mean because he's not going to get the money? Is that what you mean? Well,
0: see, the problem is with progressives is they're about high tax. But they're they're not looking at the fact that our high tax is going to Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer and having those quacks argue over it, and then it'll all get filtered down. New York State sends $270 billion a year to the federal government. -hmm. Our military budget is staggeringly high at 600 Mm -hmm. billion. Mm -hmm. If we just sent them 50 billion, they'd have the national parks and their military covered, and we would keep that 200 billion right here. New York City sends the highest amount of money to the federal government per capita out of any other place in the world. So,
1: how would you change that when you have to change tax laws? Yeah,
0: first of all, we have to have more taxpayer participation, second of all. I would reverse it. We have a city tax. We have a state tax. We have a federal tax. The lion's share goes to the Fed.
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not even like. I mean, beyond that, I'm saying like, how do you expect individuals in society to behave? How? How? I mean, your logic makes sense, or even if it doesn't, the point well, look, I'm at the L- train. Is, look at the
0: Look at the L train shutdown. Yeah. Okay, so you had a seven.
1: That was the original. Charge. You you're have a you have that. a
0: seven year L train shutdown that you're planning. Right. And supposedly it's because of Hurricane Sandy. Okay. So the first thing for all the businesses and even I don't feel bad for landlords, trust me, but all the landlords, the first thing they should have been doing is seeking FEMA relief immediately because this is gonna paralyze this whole entire community. Because of Hurricane Sandy. The second thing is is they should have really presented us with a real way of how they were going to plan the shutdown. Part of the reason why I came up with my own radio show and started going out there was because I live right by the G&J train and they still haven't been connected and they're supposedly shutting this L train down for seven years. The,
1: well, no one's saying seven years. They're seven no, years.
0: but they, it was a seven years that they knew they were going to shut it down.
1: Oh, I see. So
0: okay. I, yeah, it's uh, Fifteen I, months they I, were I talking about. saying. Our councilman is two blocks away from the G&J train. So does the Hasidic community and um, Lindsay housing projects, are they against the G&J being connected and they don't want it to be connected? Or were they just not doing anything and not thinking about it? So the question is, is, when we're confronted with a crisis, why do we constantly look the other way? And why aren't we taking action in our own communities and getting these questions answered? Because if the community got together and said, you're wiping off the uh, parking off of Grand Street, you're wiping out the businesses, you're taxing Lyft and Uber, all these things are outrageous. How could you do it to us? They would have replanned how they were shutting down the L train in the first place.
1: So you're talking about the individual taking personal responsibility then? Is that what you're talking about? The
0: individual needs to throw out the insult once in a while the individual needs to slap the guy in the bar once in a while we need to be able to rise up against our injustices so we would have known four years ago in 2014 that they were never going to shut down the l train if we actually investigated what was going on
1: okay well that 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 ship has sailed you know i want so i want to get into a little bit about the l train because i know i know a little bit you know as you know i was Miss Subways. So I wound up going to like a bunch of the meetings. How did you and, pull that off? Um, well, what I did was at the pageant. I just, um, you know, uh, my town. Ta- I did a monologue, and I started off by saying that I thought it was time that they had a postmenopausal woman <laughs> as Miss Subways, and I think that that the kind red of, hair doesn't hurt. I I don't know. I think, uh, and I had a whole story because I've lived here almost my entire life, except from eight to eighteen. But we're going to talk about, so I do know a little bit, I did go, I did try to do a little advocating. I'm not, I'm not that driven to do that. I like, I like to, I'm a creative person. I like to spend my time making shit on my own. It's not really in my nature to really get out there and do that, but I did it and I was curious about it. And I learned a lot, so I have a little bit. I have a little bit of information, but I want to hear it from you. So I also want to give in our call in number, which is our live on air call in number. You folks out there, if you have any questions, we have somebody right here, Daniel Christman, running for public advocate, and um, he seems to be. I looked at the website, and you seem to be well informed on a lot of issues about New York City and what's going on. But I think we'll just focus a little bit on the L train because this radio show is an hour long, and that's not enough time to get into every issue. Call in at 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. You can also go to our website, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, and look it up there under contact if you forget it or don't have a pen. Uh, so can you take us through where we are kind of on the L train situation right
0: now? So, um, they said that they needed to shut it down to run new wires through the tunnel. Mm -hmm. There's no stops down there. There's no nothing. They just needed a channel where they needed to run new wires from one end to the other. (laughs) So they needed to shut it down for two years. It was a hoax. Where we're at now is they got to lift an Uber tax And they got congestion pricing passed. The first day of the year that these laws roll out, bam, voila, we don't need to shut down the L train. Oh, we just need to run wires and hang them onto the side of the tunnel.
1: So you think that that sounds like um, you're saying uh, Cuomo's corrupt.
0: It was crisis creation, just like NYCHA. I'm a plumber. Seven of the top ten highest paid New York City employees are plumbers for NYCHA. It's an absolute joke. And what's NYCHA? New York, uh, New
1: York City Housing Authority. Oh, so, so you're saying... so?
0: How... 84% of the buildings didn't have heat, hot water, or water in their apartments. It's seven of the top ten highest-paid New York City employees are plumbers. It was crisis creation. They didn't do a lead paint inspections, but they got $110 million from the federal government to do lead paint inspections that they never did. And what
1: did they do with the money?
0: They pocketed it. City Council never questioned anybody. Letitia James never questioned anybody. They resigned. They walked off with the money. They created a crisis. They created the L train. They created a nature crisis. They created this MTA crisis that we don't really have. It's not that bad. The subways still work. We're not shut down. It's absolutely ridiculous. Just so they could justify the Amazon deal. That's all that was.
1: Well, that's a lot. That's a lot to digest right there. I don't know. I don't know. But do you, so you don't even think anything's wrong with the subway?
0: What's wrong with the subway and what needs to cost $40 billion is Andy Brightford started out in London. He went to Toronto and they're upgrading the subway to a smart subway. So AI can take over the subway system, so robotics can run the subway, so they can control the subways digitally. They need to spend $40 billion on upgrading these controls so they can eventually wipe out the MTA workforce.
1: Oh, you're saying that's what that's what the bigger goal is.
0: Well, that's what they did with the toll booths in in New York City with toll booths and congestion pricing and uh facial recognitioning. The program costs a hundred billion dollars a hundred billion dollars. The most expensive infrastructure project in New York State history was to get rid of all the toll booth collectors, put in e-tolls, not even Easy Pass. Now they take a picture of your license plate, and they also take a picture of your face to the point where they take pictures of your ears, and they have facial recognitioning at every single okay. at every single train, the uh, uh, bridge, and toll crossing okay, so in all the state.
1: I'm getting that, but on a pragmatic level.
0: What's pragmatic about we need health care, we need this, we have homeless, let me, let what's pragmatic you, about congestion let pricing? Let ask
1: you something, Daniel. I mean, what you're talking about makes, makes real, I mean, I get it. I hear you. You know the information. You're on the right side of the law. I I don't really know, I don't really get what you're talking about because it's way too much information that I, I can't categorize it. all. But what, let me finish. So what I'm saying is, though, all I'm saying is that I know that there's a problem with the subway. And are you saying, is that problem completely manufactured?
0: I, to say it's completely manufactured is a stretch. What I am saying is the subways were built at the turn of the century, 1900. Some of them were built long before that, but that doesn't count. Really, our subway infrastructure was built around the turn of the century. And what they had was they had controls, and they had a whole digital center, and it worked beautifully.
1: Digital center? Yeah, well, midst-
0: well, it was pneumatic, but back then right. it was like digital. Okay. You know, it was beautiful. And then they upgraded it. But these basic controls and the way they've been operating have been working perfectly for 100 years.
1: So you think that they do work okay? Yeah. So, but why is this... I mean, there's a real problem with the subways. You know, like they're not on time. We have like a really failing... When were
0: the subways ever on time?
1: Um, They were better a few years ago, but do you think that's just over more people?
0: This is... I think it was two years ago or this year... It was the most subway ridership since 1948. The most ridership since
1: 1948. So it's just that that's been increased. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do a station ID. I got to think about this for a second. Let's let let us think about all this. Um. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um. You're listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the best radio station in the entire world. Uh, I have checked and i've gotten call-ins from some weird places so you know that's for sure and um you know none of this happens for free and as you hear we're all we're all in the same boat here but supporting radio free radio is really important so go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate and you know give us give us a couple of bucks it will be money well spent that's for sure so anyway okay so if how are you going to sell in what you want to change to the public like what your platform is as a public advocate <coughs> what is what are what are your basic thing that like if you if you give a speech or you make a talk like and you have like Eight minutes. I'm not even giving you eight minutes for this. But how do you? So how do you? How do you boil it down? What do look, you tell a, lo-
0: a lot of the times, I don't have my own event. Usually, it's other public advocate forums that are there. Yeah, no, I know that. And it's the same issue over and over and over and over again. It's rezoning. It's the cost of housing. It's gentrification. It's helping out the small businesses over and over and over again. And it's the same. It's the different flavor ice pop of a solution every single time how they can word it differently what kind of wrapping they can put on it it's just more government more government solutions and that's it and nobody is actually communicating with the poor on what we could do to actually serve you and solve the problem and the problem exists with housing we have section 8 housing Mm-hmm. Do you remember who Donald Sterling was? No, Donald Sterling was. Oh, the, he
1: was. His name would used to be in a lot of buildings, right?
0: Well, me. Okay. Well, you tell us. He yeah. was the owner of the LA Clippers.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. And him. he was
0: a racist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he had like a black girlfriend, and she was going around with Magic Johnson. He doesn't sound like a racist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was going around with Magic Johnson. He was getting jealous, and called Magic Johnson an N-word while he was drunk because he was jealous that she was hanging out with him. And they took his NBA team away from. Him. They're like, you're a racist. You, you, your mm-hmm. NBA team is gone, which is fine, right? I mean, who, who's going to defend a racist? The way he was able to accumulate the wealth to buy an NBA team was he owns ninety percent of the Section Eight housing complexes in Compton, Los Angeles.
1: So poor people are always getting screwed, aren't they? They don't have they don't have a lot of power. Well. They have no money. They have no power. We think the problem
0: is the middle class thinks they have the power. And the middle class thinks they're being taxed. And they go, oh, I'm being taxed and I'm paying for your rent. I'm paying for your food. I'm paying for your medicine. What am I getting out of the deal? I mean, and you can't blame them. And the poor is like, I'm getting screwed here. You know, what do you mean? You know, usually they're like, the money's going to some white rich guy and then I uh, want they accuse me of being a white rich guy. I'm paying taxes, and I'm going. I'm paying your rent. I'm paying your food. So, but aren't a lot of rich? Pe-
1: I mean, what about taxing the rich? I mean, the rich people. Like the, there's so many people that have – if
0: we to- tax the rich, the only people that are going to get the money from taxing the rich are the rich. Yes, look at it. So right now we are with on my block. There's plenty of Section 8 people on my block. And when we pay their rent, and they have to pay part of it, they have to pay like three or $400 no, part of it. That money goes to a person who owns a building in New York City that complains about their property tax being too high. Each month, over and over again, we are paying their rent for usually their whole entire life while they're stuck on their income restrictions. So
1: so how do you see the tax system? What would you change?
0: What I would change, first and foremost, before all these neighborhoods get rezoned and people get sent out, the packing empty-handed, instead of paying the rich guy the rent for that poor person— I want to pay a mortgage for the poor person and give the poor person a piece of property. I want to give them the deed to the apartment and get rid of HUD altogether. Give the poor people property. Give the poor people property. Give them upward mobility. Give them a chance at life. So you're one of those libertarian guys, are you? Well, a libertarian would say that that violates the NAP and that violates the non-aggression principle. And it would have to at least be voluntary. I am just, I am a New Yorker. Doesn't matter who I am. If I'm on a cruise and you're from New York, I'm going to be boys with you and that's it. And the poor people right now are getting screwed. And the best way to protect them is by, we're paying your rent anyway. So let's finance the unit that you're living in, buy out the owner, give you the deed, and before your community gets rezoned, guess what? The rich developer has to buy you out or you tell that rich developer, kick rocks, buddy. I'm not going anywhere. And if you don't do that, you're going to wait for affordable housing to come in and you're going to be paying $1,900 for a two-bedroom apartment in some crappy neighborhood. And if you get a raise or you do too much overtime in your union, you're going to have to look for a new place to live. You know
1: what? You're you're talking a lot about what, what- I mean that makes sense in a way. I could see that. Like if they if we had like um the 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 these housing I don't know. I'm it not, does
0: make sense. That's the problem. It makes
1: sense to some degree, but I also don't know if those people would be able to be responsible for homeowners. Okay,
0: so you don't get rid of HUD altogether. You leave a couple um, you know, you You're leave like ten percent of the oversight. program and in for maintenance and stuff like that
1: so a lot i'm just saying i don't know i mean
0: and then obviously there's some really poor people or really handicapped people and they have some great programs for people with hiv and stuff like that and housing programs for them i'm not saying end it but let's look at how we look at
1: housing differently okay back to the l train so what what (laughs) On a practical, pragmatic level, not talking about what's wrong or what, like, given where we are now, what do you think should be done?
0: Given where we are now, they wiped out all the parking on Grand Street to to accommodate a bus lane to have the buses go over the Williamsburg
1: Bridge. Wait, Daniel? What? I don't disagree with that, but that's already done. So, given well, where it was we done are because now, they're shutting
0: down the L train, okay, so they're not given, shutting it down. So, the first thing you do is you give those businesses their parking back, okay?
1: So, but that's that's not going to solve the whole problem,
0: no, but that's a problem they created. So undo it. And now you need all this money. We have Amazon coming in. None of us knew about Amazon until after the election. And none of us knew about Amazon until they imposed a tax on our lifts and our Ubers and our VO rides. Well, guess what? You don't even have to shut down the L train right now. And supposedly Amazon is going to subsidize our whole city. So cancel the Lyft and Uber tax right now, too. Oh, and what do we need congestion pricing for? We only need $40 billion to fix the controls with the subway system. Amazon's going to pay for everything. Have them do that too. Do you think
1: they're going to... So do you think that they're not going to shut the L train down? Absolutely not. You think that's... They need to
0: run wires. They'll have a couple red lights in the station. They need to run wires to that. Then they need to code it on the cement wall and cover it up.
1: And why did Cuomo come in so last minute?
0: Because he had to wait until the taxes and all those things were approved before he canceled the program. Mm. He wasn't going to cancel the program in August when they were fighting over whether they're going to have a Lyft and Uber tax. Mm -hmm. He had to wait until the year the taxes were approved and in place. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't a lot of this? Because I was very interested last year when uh, Cuomo was running, and you know, and Cynthia Nixon, that whole thing. Cynthia
0: Nixon got screwed.
1: She got screwed. Absolutely. She should. She should have been the candidate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but a lot of that comes down to lack. Cynthia of... Nixon should
0: be running for public advocate. You're right.
1: <laughs> She'd. Be I mean, great. that
0: like uh, Curtis Lee was my biggest competition. I'm debating him Monday night. I should be debating Curtis and Cynthia. I'd school them both by Where the way. Where are you
1: debating him?
0: Uh in Bell Harbor in Rockaway. Oh, in Rockaway. Yeah, a bunch of in front of a bullet they call it real... the Irish Riviera. In front of a bunch of like old school Reagan Democrats. Oh wow. What's a rough crowd that out there? That sounds
1: really interesting. Yeah, it actually. is. It is so, are they, they still believe in keeping anywhere? marijuana illegal. It's ridiculous. Oh, really? Are oh, they gonna God. have it online anywhere? Uh, probably. I'll have to look I'll, for I'll that. I'll get it for you Will somehow. You? Yeah, I'll post it'll, it if you it'll find be out where. It'll be fun. So Curtis Silva Sil- and his wife, Lisa, they're both running. They're running against each other, right?
0: Lisa's out there petitioning for Curtis. Curtis is taking this one seriously right now. He thinks he has a shot at winning. I think he has a shot at winning, too. I don't think he has a shot at beating me in November, though.
1: You don't? No. Because as you were saying earlier before we're on, if it doesn't work out this time, there's another... The, this, oh, this,
0: this this public is advocate is only till election. it's only till december 31st. Ah, right. So this in november we're we're voting for public advocate again.
1: You know what I want to tell people? I looked this up. Well, first of all, I want I want you guys to know about pub, being a public advocate because I learned a lot from this and I want to share it with my listeners. Did you know folks that um and Daniel confirmed this for me. Is that Bill de Blasio was a public advocate before he got the job as mayor? It's actually a really, like, did you know that? I didn't when know Bill what. When Bill de Blasio
0: high... becomes president, the public
1: advocate is going to become mayor. I didn't realize, like, what a hot high... This is a public advocate's a pretty high level job. And also, it pays $184,000. I
0: don't ride. know why everyone thinks that's so much money.
1: Well, it's not I mean, it's not in terms of if you think about like what a lawyer gets
0: made. You'll take home twenty two hundred dollars a week. It's not like your life is set. It's not even that much money. No, no, you get a driver. No. You get a cop you to get drive it, you around and you the get city. A that's driver. A, that's an, pimping. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And also, um what's his name? Uh uh Cory Cory
0: Corey, Corey Johnson.
1: He was a public
0: I talk smack about mostly everyone. And I do talk smack about Corey Johnson too, but Corey Johnson is by far my favorite person in city council. You know, I met him at the Miss Subways
1: uh, pageant, the the one where I had to turn over my crown most recently last this September 2018. And uh, they have an advanced guy. They have this guy that like comes and like scoops out the situation. So when Corey shows up, he introduces him to the right people. These people live like they're, it's a classy job.
0: Oh no! It's and they have cops escort him around and stuff.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um. Okay. So, um, tell me a little bit what it was like for you going around, um, meeting people. You tell me a little bit about that. Like you were, I met you because you were soliciting signatures in this neighborhood, Bushwick, by the L. Morgan stop. So what?
0: Well, I'll give you some context behind that. And uh, manage a plumbing company, and we're building a homeless shelter right here right off the Morgan stop and I'm non-union. So all you people that run around and think that these homeless shelters are so great, they're exorbitantly expensive and they're not even going to union contractors. So chew on that for a second. Um, Petition is fun. I just didn't have a voice. I don't have a voice and it's driving me crazy. Cause you used it all
1: up at once.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I choked on a chicken to be honest with you.
1: Oh, that's a really
0: how that's I a, run That's
1: it. a metaphor. Literally? Yeah, I was Are choking. Are you telling me that? I
0: was eating while I was talking to my boss, and it was a dry piece of chicken. I inhaled it, and I started going, <laughs> coughing all over the place, and my throat just swell up on me.
1: Really? Did they do the Heinrich on you? No,
0: it? no. I, I was I
1: survived through oh, it. I'll tell you something. I wouldn't want to have to do the Heinrich on yeah. you. It wouldn't work. Yeah, I you wouldn't want to get your arms around to, me. I wouldn't be able to yeah. handle that. <laughs> Yeah. So you literally choked on a chicken? Yeah, that's the first time I've heard that yeah. expression used in a literal yeah. sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about, guys? Right? <coughs> no,
0: no, no one, no one does that. I think that they do. I think my they just want audience... to swipe right on Bumble. That's no. It. I
1: think my audience knows swipe right on Bumble. Is that's what that we know how kind of... to do. So do you have a girlfriend? Speaking no, of, uh, I
0: don't get me in trouble. How do you do? How... Don't get me do in you, trouble.
1: Do you do? You, do you... How does like running for public advocate do with the ladies?
0: Well, that's the other thing. It actually petitioning like actually gives me a chance to talk to a nice redheaded lady on the street. Uh, <laughs> a postmenopausal yeah, one, whatever. At that, we all need some love once in a while. But <laughs> so, so actually, that was yeah. one of the more refreshing things. Is I actually had conversations with girls my age without swiping on Bumble.
1: Oh, really? So, yeah. did you meet any girls?
0: I had a couple. You got a few signatures. Uh, yeah, and I had a couple check me out on LinkedIn. You know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens.
1: But then I see it like a passionate guy, like yeah, a guy really cares about shit. Cute
0: passionate guy too.
1: Yeah, and talks like the old spice guy. Yeah, let's 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 not forget, <laughs> yeah. ladies. Let's not forget. We have a cute passionate guy. Um, but what was it like being in the different neighborhoods? What was Bushwick like? Uh, well, what do you think about our neighborhood? You know
0: the Jim Greed Fitness Studio right there. Yes. When that opened up, I was the yoga manager of that oh, really? studio. I mean, I lived in Williamsburg for a long time. This isn't a different neighborhood to me. I'm a service plumber in New York City. There's not one neighborhood in this city that isn't a different neighborhood in this so city you know, to me. So, so and getting, I know the whole city like the back of my hand.
1: So getting signatures isn't like a venture into na- into any new neighborhood for this you. This is now. New York.
0: hmm No.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so then you must travel a lot on the subway yeah usually i ride my bike uh but what do you so do you think it, i mean everybody's complaining about it do you understand that i mean people in it's LA, a safe thing
0: to complain about people aren't out in the street complaining about how much the rich real estate owners are making off of section eight People so, are talking about how much the GMOs and Monsanto and Big Ag in Kansas and Walmart are making off of our pathetic food stamp system. Those aren't safe things to talk about. Well, the know, only thing that's safe to talk about is the subway system that's not
1: even really failing. So do you think that the like the New York Times is not failing? Thank you. So, <laughs> The um, failing New York Times. Times. Yeah, which is pretty funny, right? <laughs> so would you say that a bigger issue that we should focus on collectively as New Yorkers might be the fact that that um, there's pro- too much profit-making off of public housing. Public housing is the problem. Is that the biggest problem? The, the, biggest, pro-
0: the biggest problem right now is their, their plan is to have Amazon subsidize public housing. Mm-hmm. And the big submission is that we need public housing. But our housing is... Me- Public housing takes private housing off the market in a finite space. Section 8 and publicly subsidized housing takes available housing off the free market in a finite space. Oh, I see. And then they need to build a luxury tower and sell an apartment for $4 million and then have affordable housing, 30% of it, that isn't even affordable, and the oligarchs, and the big developers that can afford this take it over. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is we need to put the property in the people's hands and renters deserve money back.
1: What do you what do you mean?
0: So everyone wants rent control and rent stabilization yeah, right. and I agree with rent stabilization. I lived in Denver, they didn't have it. I mean, it was that was abusive. That's weird. But when I pay my rent, I don't get any money back. And if I live there for 5, 10 years, I'm investing in somebody else's investment and I get nothing out of it. So what I propose is 5% of each month's rent goes into the same escrow account as your security deposit. Hmm. If you stay in that apartment for over five years, that money is yours and you can cash in on it whenever you want. Hmm. If you don't stay for five years, the landlord gets to use that money towards his building upgrades, and it doesn't go into MCI where the tenant can raise the rent on the rest of the building.
1: See, now I like that policy. I'd vote for that. That was very well put. I like that. I would do that. That sounds, you know, I want to say, because I know that um, I was involved with the um, Arts in Bushwick organization, which puts on the Bushwick Open Studios every year, and I actually wound up leaving it because um, these people, that you know, natives as they call themselves, people who grew up here or or whatever, um, said that we were gentrifying and ruining their neighborhood. So what makes what made me really mad was that we we artists are not the problem. The people, the problem is the developers. The, 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 the problem and the developers, is the people didn't own. And, but also the people who are taking out their anger on us, like you said before, people need to express their anger. So they wound up like, I got a really, like, it was really, like, bad what happened. They ruined, they actually did a lot of damage in this neighborhood by harassing people that ran you know, um, like the Bushwick Daily and ran different organizations, harassing the people who were doing good for the neighborhood. Even though, and the artist community, they harassed the artist community, and that's not the problem. We were doing good. We were inclusive. They should have been joining with us. And t-
0: you should have been joining with them. What? We year, what? No.
1: Well, what do you mean by that?
0: Because you're. Would you identify as a progressive liberal? I guess. I mean, progressive you're, you're, liberals. I, I don't feel like progressive I have much liberals and I'm against. not I'm trying to
1: argue against it. I I'm don't I'm not care.
0: trying to. or I'm not trying to attack. Okay, tell anyone. me what you think. Yeah, but progressive liberals are the ones that are comfortable in their perch in a society that is immersed in systemic racism. You can't deny systemic racism. And progressive liberals are actually the most conservative people because they want to keep the systems that are in place and enhance them more. And those very systems are the systems that are responsible for systemic racism. The people that felt violated by you and their neighborhood getting taken over were the people that are victims to your policies that keep them from owning property. Well,
1: I think I'm a symbol. It's not an attack on you. I know that. I think I'm a symbol of that. I mean, I feel like they make a lot of assumptions about us, too. And I do think, you know, we're all part of, like, um, we're all part of this system. And I have, I know what my, you know, I'm not, I know I have privileges, you know, like I can go, I can go, I can go anywhere and ask to use the bathroom, you know, because I'm like. I, I can't. Yeah. but but, and i and i because i'm not threatening (laughs) and people want to help me because i'm an old lady or whatever a lady um and i understand that we all have privileges in a certain way and i understand the anger that the people living here have but i i feel i mean i feel it too i feel it too not as badly as they do but i feel it too so you think racism is a bigger problem that's underlying. I mean, do you think that's the main problem, or is that a big No, I think of the government
0: is-, is the main problem. I think involuntary taxation is the main problem. I think on April 15th, when we finally handled our taxes, the fact that we don't have a pie graph where we get to say where we at least want half of our money to go is a big problem. Um, I think that's a big problem. Uh, I think the biggest problem, though is the way that the establishment was set up in the 60s, especially with Lyndon B. Johnson, and Malcolm X warned you guys about it. Well, you know, the liberals use the minority populations as pawns in the political football game, and they use them for power. And it's all it's all about expanding the proletariat, reducing them down to needing the system so we have control over the electorate. And what's happening is that's happening in a crony capitalist model. So not only are they reducing them down to the proletariat, but they're also using them to exploit mass amounts of wealth. When you have an $84 billion food stamp program and somebody who's poor can't even get money to hop on a train, there's a problem. Because guess what? The bank gets money off of every transaction when you swipe that card at mm-hmm. the supermarket and the supermarket and Kellogg's and Pepsi and Big Ag and Monsanto are the ones making all the money.
1: Okay, so I'm not arguing with you about that, but is there any 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 country on this planet that does that? Is there? <laughs>
0: I mean, with the housing, I know England did the housing, and it's very scrutinized by giving all the people council housing. And the big scrutiny was, oh, my God, the poor people who are in council housing turned around and sold their house for five times what it was worth. But
1: is there any any society where people, and I don't disagree, I I think that's a great idea, but is there any society where people get to choose where their tax dollars go?
0: That's that's why the world is falling apart. So but this That's why we have sixty million refugees flooding into Europe.
1: Daniel, this is what I'm saying to you. So if you advocate for that, uh which you know, you're right, but it's the chances of getting that done you're you're wasting your breath. Isn't this how we
0: started off the show? Yes start off the show with when there's an injustice and we sit and we say that's the way it is, that's completely unacceptable. That is my art right there. When somebody says that's the way it is, I say, fuck that. Fuck that.
1: Okay. okay. So see, I'm very result. I'm not right. I'm just very results oriented, but you feel like these
0: results are horse crap.
1: Well, I mean, we just have different points of view on that, but you, you get so AI
0: is taking us over in 10 years. And anyone who likes this Amazon deal, they want Amazon to invest in transit. They want Amazon to invest in schools. They want Amazon to invest in publicly funded housing. BlackRock... Price T. Rowe, State Street, the biggest, creepiest banking financial institutions have the most stock in Amazon. There you go. That's a Foreign rap Foreign investors song right there. have stock in Amazon. They don't have your children's best interests in mind. They don't have your best interests in mind. They're only about the bottom dollar, and they're about to become part of our government.
1: But don't you think part of being part of government is, is getting results that are like to actually make things happen. I mean, you're what you're doing and, and I applaud what you're doing and I and I'm more more than applauding your actions, I applaud your sincerity, which is really awesome. But don't you think that, I mean or let's just say I think that what you're doing the most the most res, the most likely result that's positive is that you may sway get people to think sway opinions but i don't think i think it's going to be a long time till you see a tangible result do you know what i'm saying
0: i think i'm seeing tangible results in this uh in these forums alone really that's i I, I mean i pop up on the scene saying this stuff to other candidates see the crowds going crazy like whoa Really? And they start, you know, so you I do saw feel our like homeboy getting- Rafael Espinal change his whole entire platform around because of the stuff I've been putting out there.
1: Well, that's really good to hear. Then maybe I am just naive or uneducated or whatever. I'm glad to hear that. So you do feel like you're getting results. Yeah, I'm not going to people- stop. No, I, I'm not saying you should. I'm I'm just curious So about I also
0: it. have nycpublicadvocate.com. That's my website, nycpublicadvocate.com. So that's that's moving over into a... It's no longer going to be a campaign website. Every single politician that votes on anything in this city, you're going to be able to see it on that website any news story any zoning board anything that comes out you're going to be able to see what's going on politically in your city on that website you're going to get the news the real news what's happening so we have 3
1: minutes left and you just said the name of your website which is nycpublicadvocate.com people can go there but what what do you want people to really like what would you like
0: people to do i would like people to say Man, we've been coming up with government solutions since 1913, basically, or since the Civil War, basically. They're not really working out. Reconstruction is, we're still in it. Let's come up with human solutions. Instead of government solutions.
1: So you want them to, how will they do that? Will they come see you talk? Will they, what, what, uh, see, I'm so pragmatic. What action? I mean, you, that, I mean. Sign up for your newsletter.
0: Sign up for my newsletter. Do you have a newsletter? Well, not yet, but you can go on my website and email me what? and you'll get part of it. There you and go. And you'll get all my okay. YouTube videos yeah, that are coming do that. out. Let's You can do listen that. to my radio show. And the your radio show. Where up. is your radio show? It's on AM 620, Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. There you um, go. Hopefully, I'll have my voice back by then. Just don't need any. Like, but listen, guys, not- this isn't about me. This is about, we, we got to get out in our communities. This isn't about left politics versus right politics. Because I, I feel like vomiting when I'm in a room full of righties, too. Trust me. Trust me, this is about getting in your community and taking a stand for you, your family, your friends, your city before anyone else. And then your state before anyone else. And then your country before anyone else. Wow, that sounds really motivating. That's what it is. That's awesome. Humanity first.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, mo- that's a real that, there you go folks. There's some motivation. Anyway, thank you so much for being here today, Daniel. You're, thank you for inviting me. I I uh, I believe in you. Thank I believe you. in you. I think like I'm really glad you're on this planet with us. I I think we need more people like you i mean you I'll, I'll
0: be the only one see you have kidding we don't have enough people like we don't. you that's
1: the problem
0: and there's better people than me they're more calculated well, they're better communicators yeah, we just need to get out and
1: fight people who are really motivated and, and want to motivate others so um thanks a lot for being here today i just want to remind everybody to stay stick around because we've got some really great programming after this We've got Lost and Rewound with Elon Danziger right after this, which is a really, really great program, music and talk and Elon is really, really funny and he has great guests. He's just really special and then after